You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review. It's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. That's the only way to start this episode, right? Right? Uh, but not only for the reasons that you're thinking. This is Bleak and Review Quarantine Quickie. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Anderson, mustering up cheery energy to not immediately dissuade you from listening to the rest of this episode. But uh, I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of good news for the intro. I know I don't often have good news for the intro, but of course, as as we all know. I got some personal stuff going on also. Maybe I'll get to that later if I don't yell about this for 10 minutes. Two days ago on the day you're hearing this, if you're listening to this when it comes out, who cares? Why am I contextualizing the timeline for you? Uh, Breonna Taylor's murderers, their sentence came through. And if somehow you missed this news, two of the police officers, murderers, we can call them, certainly. Uh, no cha- No, no... No charges whatsoever. Just uh, Brett Hankinson, the guy who pulled the trigger, was charged, but also not with murder or first, second, or whatever degree, or manslaughter or anything like that, which that's a gendered term. Can we get rid of that? Manslaughter. I mean, yes, typically men are the ones doing the slaughtering because they're uh, awful, rage-filled monsters that don't go to therapy, so maybe it stays. Maybe it stays. Ha, making it a little funny. Yeah, grand jury in Kentucky found Brett Hankinson not guilty of murder, but three counts of wanton endangerment. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with that term. I had to do a little research to know exactly what kind of fuckery that is. But wanton endangerment is a... It's so... Oh, my God, I'm so angry. (laughs) <laughs> basically means it basically means that uh a police officer you know murderer hankinson is being charged with endangering the lives of brianna taylor's neighbors when he fired the gun that's that's the big big charge that we stuck on him is that he fired a gun and it could have also hurt somebody else aside from the woman he killed murdered after breaking in to her house and opening fire on civilians. Boy, my voice is not doing well today, is it? It's absolutely disgusting and also not surprising. And I hate that both of those things continue to be the fucking normal for life in America in, I mean, 2020 specifically, but this isn't new. It's like, if you don't know what the word wanton means, it's just essentially describing what this officer did as unrestrained, uneducated, sportive, or otherwise capricious and reckless. It's a very, it's a very soft way to phrase what he did. Like, oh, he just goofed. He, you know, he, was, he had a little brain fart and uh, shot a woman to death in her bed and, you know, almost could have hurt her neighbors. So that's the part we want to focus on. And it's, um, it's disgusting and I'm furious. I'm happy that there's protests being sparked again all over the country again because of this. It doesn't necessarily feel like people have lost passion for the BLM movement and everything surrounding it. I feel like everyone's just as angry as they've always been, but it's like nice to see a big uptick in people demonstrating about it, including our upcoming guest, uh, Kersia Steele, friend of the show, certainly. I know that she uh, went to one of the protests recently, and I'm actually very ex- interested to hear her take on that. If she wants to talk about it, we'll see. (laughs) I'm recording this episode in order for once. So I actually don't know what we're going to talk about, but Kersia is great and very funny and very smart. So I'm excited to talk to her. Um, and I don't really want to talk about Breonna Taylor anymore because you know, the news, you have your feelings. I have my feelings. We probably agree with each other already. What I will say before we go to break here is, and this is going to pale in comparison 
with what I just talked about, so bear with me for only having 10 minutes to discuss two things that are very different. <laughs> but uh, I got in a little hot water on Twitter recently. Maybe some of you saw. And granted, I was kind of being a dickhead, and I, I, I own up to my fault and everything. But basically what I did was I tweeted something along the lines of... Uh, Hey, J.K. Rowling, you're a C-word. You're a t turf C-word because J.K. Rowling, whatever. I'm never going to get that right. Yeah, and like, you know, it's not a great word, but she's also a monster, and I felt justified saying it. Also, like, part of my brain for comedy purposes was kind of like, hey, she's British, and they say that word all the time over there real flippantly and real fun. It's like, hey, you jerk, hey, you old cunt, you know, like that thing. And, yeah, I definitely meant it as an insult, and I wanted, you know, that was a way that I felt to express myself. Um... And in subsequent conversations about it, you know, I could see why I was not necessarily the best look for me, especially when I, you know, some people, some comics who I actually know pretty well, um, decided to publicly drag me for it and make me look like a fool or try to. And I was drinking a little bit when I saw that. And so I may have responded like kind of an asshole and not, you know, I mean, I wasn't met with a lot of, hey, Leek, we can talk about why this is not that cool to do privately. And I've actually had those conversations with people that I respect way more recently. And yeah, like lots of points to be made on, on, on their side for sure. Like hundred percent, but you know, that's not the knee jerk response on Twitter. Is it? No, the knee jerk response is to say, ah, mean thing and, and, and shame and sassy and snarky and Ooh, I got you, you fucking fake ally. Wow. Thank you for your allyship. So I was kind of a dick. And then I posted about it later cause it's just very frustrating. Um, specifically one person who does this to me a lot and I'm reevaluating my friendship with them, but I don't know. I, it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough line to walk where it's like on one hand, like, here's the thing is I, I will acknowledge that, that the C word is a very charged gender wise, uh, term based in misogyny, all that stuff. And I'm not disputing that. What I will say is that a lot of women, women of color, reached out to me and were like, hey, that was a weird bit of drama, but I don't think that what you did is really that wrong, and I think, like, like we're focusing on the wrong thing here. So, like, you know, women aren't a monolith. Like, I, I am a cis, straight, white man, so I will always be open to that kind of criticism that when I receive it in a way that doesn't feel like just fucking name-calling and trying to drag publicly for woke points. Um... I'm absolutely not opposed to having that conversation. And I've, I've had that conversation many times today and I learned a lot and I could see that, you know, I did not, I didn't react great. I wasn't great, but also like, Hey, if I know you pretty well and I actually know some shit that you've done or said in the past, that's way more problematic than what I've done here in this tweet. Maybe don't take the fucking moral high ground just so people can see you doing that because I know. I know you. <laughs> I know shit you've said about friends of mine. So, you know, just the hypocrisy. It's, that's the thing that makes me mad. I'm not here to say, you can't tell me what and what I can't say on Twitter. It's free speech, PC culture. I'm not here to say that. I'm here to say, check your own fucking shit. If you're out on Twitter trying to drag people and, and be the fucking hero that you think you are, yeah, uh, look in your own fucking backyard first reevaluate some of your shit. I don't know. I guess that's it. I don't know. Write in. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, text one for five and three for yes. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. This is a depressing intro. I'm going to cut it off there. I don't know. I have more shit to say, but I've honestly been talking about this shit all day, and I just don't really want to. Hey, if you're interested, I don't know, go read my Facebook or something, and you'll see. I'm not taking the post down. I did make an addendum, but I'm not taking it down because I don't really want to just delete my mistakes or things that could be perceived as mistakes or as not woke, quote unquote, to certain people's standards. Um, because, you know, there's teachable moments in the comments and stuff, and I did learn something. So there you go. Now we're done talking about it. Hey, so farts and pussy holes. Am I right? Hey, this is a comedy show. What's going on? Uh, what do you call a guy who really needs to go to break? Me. All right, let's do this. Um, coming up right now. We have a wonderful piece of sponsored content. Today's sponsor for Bleak and Review is Tutty Buddies. Tutty Buddies. Check it out. It's very, it's very good. Uh, shout outs to Kevin Noonan for no particular reason. 
Um, and then after the break, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking to Curzia Steele, and I'm excited to see what that's about, and I bet you are too. Bleak and Review will return in a moment after this. Are you sick and tired of people not wanting to hear you talk about your fantasy football team? Oh my god, shut up about your fantasy football team. Do you wish your coworkers, roommates, and other frequent acquaintances would just feign interest when you talk about your draft sleepers and waiver wire strategy? Maybe I can just react with a thumbs up emoji and they'll stop messaging me. Are you a lonely, dumb sack of shit with nothing to look forward to? Clinging to anything that provides you some sense of normalcy, even if it means engaging in a problematic system of imaginary capitalism? What? Then Tutty Buddy is the app for you. Tutty Buddies is the only chat-based app dedicated to providing vague, non-committal engagement to your fantasy football-related small talk. You'll be connected with a live human being to get out all the musings and thoughts you could ever have about the fantasy football world. Did your top draft pick tear an ACL? Damn, that sucks. Did you leave a 30-point player on the bench? Damn, that sucks. Did something good happen or whatever? Damn, nice. Every single one of our operators are licensed clinical social workers with decades of experience with exactly the kind of hands-off affirmation you're looking for. Damn, that sucks. Ready for the next level? Premium members get access to our exclusive recommendations and projections analysis. Run any of your hundreds of meaningless and ultimately futile fantasy-related questions by our experts for high-level feedback you're not getting anywhere else. Should I start T.Y. Hilton or Michael Gallup? That stuff could go either way. Yeah. You're right. Use our promo code, I should never have moved away from my hometown, for 20% off your first hour and a half on Tutty Buddies. I miss winter. Tutty Buddies is available in the App Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite apps. Subscriptions cost $5,000 a month, and you'll pay it, you fucking suckers. You stupid piece of shit. You'll fucking pay it, won't you? You fucking saps. Tutty Buddies. If you know who Jordan Reed is, and you're scared of therapy, this is the app for you. Sign up now. crazy when you see comics now like just in life right <laughs> yeah um i mean honestly i haven't really seen i mean also i saw i saw joe like two days ago oh for, yeah like, the first time in like six months and yeah i don't that's know crazy because he never leaves his house so that's, <laughs> that, that, that was a rare find for you yeah i don't yeah i think it's a sign a comedy should come back before everything else we need to prioritize comedy clubs over (laughs) over you know um (laughs) sounds like the hospitals are doing okay yeah yeah they're fine they're fine they're doing great i did see there was like i don't know if this i can't remember if it was a bit or if it was a real thing but there was like some like facebook petition to like reopen some comedy club i don't think it was the 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 one that Brendan Cooney did as a joke. I think I actually saw a real one. And I'm just like, imagine that being your passion right now. <laughs> well, you got to think, I assume none of those people have like filed tax returns. In like <laughs> <Right>. year. <laughs> so they're not getting any unemployment, you know, right. like six months of no, like I get that. You They've been have, living like, out of a car on the road for like yeah. years. And <laughs> yeah. They don't even have a home address. <laughs> yeah. So they're fucked. I yeah. Um, the real Folk, comics folks like us though we got backup plans for this shit mm. oh no i'm definitely struggling oh no. <laughs> <laughs> there's i mean yeah dude comedy was my backup plan <laughs> like, what the fuck? if this day job shit doesn't, doesn't work, work out, out yeah like that was literally i i i like literally got into con- i was like okay um yeah in case like i ever come to a point where I like don't want to do this, like you know, office shit. I have comedy. I can always switch right over to comedy right. because comedy will always be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just roll my four hundred one k right into stand up. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's gnarly. Yeah, so you're getting the itch a little bit of like, man, I, I, because and also you live by yourself, right? You don't have roommates and shit, right? Yeah, I do. Oof. That's got to be pretty brutal. I feel like the only reason I haven't gotten completely insane is because, like, I have a roommate and, like, a bunch of my neighbors in this small building are, like, young, like, artistic types. And, like, you know, I see them every once in a while and it's like, oh, thank God I can fucking talk to people and, like, be kind of social and shit instead of just, like, constantly in my own head about how everything is a fascistic nightmare and we're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah, I wish I could 
Yeah, I was gonna say not, <laughs> not, not, not to not to flex on you about my uh, social life, but yeah. I mean, you doing all right though? You hanging in there? Um, big question, I know. For minute, <laughs> minute three, minute three, we're getting right yeah, to it. Yeah, as as you uh, as you tell me how terrible my life is. Um, <laughs> hey, I can't help it like if you <laughs> infer. <laughs> Um, just like throwing the rope around the fan right now, you know. Um. <laughs> Let it get all tangled up, make a big old mess. Yeah. Um, oh goodness! Well, with that bit of with that bit of pluckiness, I was just gonna say we're back here on Bleak and Review, of course, Quarantine Quickie number thirty-seven, I believe. Uh, I remain Kevin Anderson, and joining me, friend of the show, certainly a uh, person who is missing stand-up and has no roommates, Curzia Steele. <laughs> yo yo yo! Wow. <laughs> Wasn't that a great organic intro? Yeah, that's <laughs> you listed all my credits perfectly. <laughs> I feel like I feel like most of our credits after all of this are gonna be like, like expired. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was like. It's like we're gonna have to reset everybody's credits. Like your laughs on Fox doesn't count anymore. Yeah. How <laughs> long ago was it canceled? Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's Funny a shelf life. That doesn't exist, guys. Like, no, right? you can't list it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, my credits are uh, did not kill myself during 2020 and uh, managed to have a pretty good tweet once. Ooh, that, is, that is the way to start them now. Yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta take what you can get, right? Yeah, and I can't get much. <laughs> well, well, we're finding out. Uh, well, I was going to ask, I was gonna ask uh, have you been able to creatively fulfill yourself in this stand-up-less time? You know, I'm definitely like... I'm I'm definitely one of those people that was doing poorly before coronavirus started. <laughs> so like this just evened everything out in my opinion. Like everyone I, to- I totally get that. I 100% get that. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Um so I'm one of, I'm one of those bastards that like so I got laid off in November of 2019 and I my unemployment severance/unemployment uh ran out in February like literally or my severance ran out in February and my unemployment kicked in right before everyone was trying to get unemployment like so I like got a leg up and I was like really feeling like shitty about like oh god I got to file for unemployment now I don't have a job shit and then everybody was on unemployment I was like word yeah. <laughs> now yeah. now we're all even yeah, it's great. It's great that everyone's suffering. <laughs> you know, I like to look at the silver linings. I, mean, yeah. you know, I personally, as a cis, cishet white man, uh, I'm feeling l- not less than. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you feel like you feel like uh, you were you were kind of in a similar boat beforehand. And you were like, oh well, this hasn't really changed too much, except now the world can commiserate with me. Uh, yeah, well, I I was always, you know, doing art on a time constraint. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like everything, oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, uh, like in comedy, they like make fun of people with full-time jobs. But like I had a full-time job because I don't come from money. <laughs> like, you know, right, like, that's, right. like they make my own like, oh, like, like how else are you surviving if you don't have a full-time job is my question yeah yeah like these (laughs) like all these waiters that come after their shift to do late night sets so they don't it's like what yeah exactly i i I feel the same way they they're (laughs) the ones that love the game it's like no something that's not that's daddy's money like that's not not (laughs) love of the game (laughs) for some reason my landlord doesn't take soul Um, so I, yeah. I totally feel that. <laughs> so as someone who like you know, you know, I always felt like I was I was always late to mics. You know, I could never get there in time because I couldn't leave my job on time. Right, right, right. And like um, you know, all these opportunities I couldn't get. Like so, it, it was really. Um, it's been really nice that like you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like I have as much time as all those other people. Finally, yeah. you, you you're finally experiencing some semblance of uh, nepotism, like <laughs> like yeah. some kind. Of, no, that's it totally only, true. It only took a virus that like, <laughs> yeah. um, killed thousands of people, but um, yeah, no, I I uh, I mean, obviously, um, with that being said, I can't like ignore the time that we're in right like even if if i have all this time finally it's not like i can uh 
you know, I'm not a monster. <laughs> like, I can't, right. I, like I get, I'm sad, you know, like, you know, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. It's hard for that not to reflect in your work. So I don't know how good the work is that, <laughs> you know, I'm making, but I finally have time to do it. Absolutely. You know? And you know, it's yeah. interesting. You just made me think of this, like, imagine like, let's say like everything is happening exactly as it was this year, you know, virus, uh, fucking, uh, defund the police, black lives matter, all that shit. And then, but like somehow the virus wasn't contagious, like orally or whatever. And so we were able to do stand up, but like everything else was still happening. Imagine how depressing and monotonous and repetitive. Everybody's set would be every night. Like it would all be about the same nightmare that's happening. It's just like what your Facebook feed would be like on stage. <laughs> yeah. This is, this would be like the time, like, all the, the you know, the scientists, co <laughs> comics would shine, you know, um, there's a lot of them guys. Uh, you know, uh, Junk, science. Yeah. Junk <laughs> science. <laughs> when I say scientists, of course, I mean, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> my, my friend, my friend, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> um, that guy from Facebook. Oh yeah. A guy from Facebook, this, uh, this guy in the front seat of his Ford F two fifty on YouTube telling yeah. me about politics. He used to just shoot guns on his channel, but now he's, uh, he's getting into politics. Yeah. You know, um, kid that always got 65s in high school. He, <laughs> he's been great about science knowledge. Um, Dude who scraped, <laughs> scraped his way through basic education. Yeah. Um, Super into science, apparently. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't at all in 2008, but... No, no, no. Things have well, really changed now. Did some independent studying <laughs> in the meantime, and uh, by which, of course, we mean listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, that's You're pretty detached from social media, I know, but uh, have you... When you do engage with it, do you have... Is your sphere, like... Do you find people with that kind of, like, weird, misinformed energy in your spheres at all, or are you keep a pretty tight ship? I mean, um, I deleted Facebook from my phone. Um, smart, smart. Probably like two years ago. Um, I still have it on my um, computer. Right. But like, I don't, I don't go on it. I don't, like, yeah. I have no, there's I, that, that feeling I, after, you know, after like six months of, cause you know, I've been putting Facebook into my like browser for like right. 12, 12, 15 years, you know? Um, so that feeling finally got, got let go and I got rid of Facebook. And ever since I got rid of Facebook, um, yeah, my, I don't, I don't really see things like that. My Twitter is, you know, my Twitter is very small, which is why <laughs> I think I enjoy it. That's the, yeah. that's the main social thing I've been using during, um, quarantine. I don't use Instagram. I have a lot of followers on Instagram and I don't Ooh. use it. Um, Ooh, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> you know, like, I have way more. I have five times the amount of followers I have on Instagram. I do on Twitter, you know. Um, I like. I get it. I'm I'm hotter than I am smart. I get it. <laughs> I, get, I get it. I'm trying real hard. Guys. Wait, is that why I have more followers? Is that why I have more followers on Twitter? Because I'm ugly? <laughs> oh shit! No, no, no. no. Uh, you're just. Uh, so smart. So smart. Oh, they so don't clever. Even, they don't even care how hot you are. That's that is on. that is where we're headed as a society. By the way, is that's how we're going to? It's like okay, like do we hire this person? I don't know how many Twitter followers they have. Oh, they got like four K. Oh, they're probably pretty smart. But are they are they good to have around the office? Like you know, easy on the eyes. I don't know. Check their Instagram. Oh, like yeah. only one hundred and seventy followers on Instagram. Not a lot of posts. Yeah, not hired. <laughs> oh no, that's happening. I've definitely been in a job. Wait, really? Oh my yeah, god! Tell I've me about it. it. I've definitely been at a job where. Um, Someone was like, hey, my friend wants to get this assistant position. And then the hiring manager, um, my boss, uh, <laughs> was like, uh -oh. let's see her Instagram. Um, and he showed her, she showed him her Instagram. And he's like, oh, she's hired. Uh, one, one, bi one bikini pic later. Um, wow. Yeah. That's like, that seems like <laughs> bad writing, but it's like life. <laughs> no, that is the reality. Wait, uh, what job was that for? I cannot tell you. That. Oh, right, right. I didn't mean like. I didn't mean like company. <laughs> no, what's the company? What's this? What's this guy's name? What's his phone number? No, yeah, no. I yeah. just meant like, what was the position? Like, what kind of position? If you was, can't, if if you can't, a, that's fine. It was an assistant. It was an assistant. Okay, 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 okay. Got it. That's so. still that's still fucking <laughs> wild creepy, though. Creepy, yeah, man. very creepy. Yeah. That's just that other side of the 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 veil that you know, as as a as a man, I will never really experience because like the closest I think I could even 
begin to relate to that is like when comedy writers for late night were getting hired based on how many Twitter followers they had. And I'm like, Oh, that's fucked up. Man. Just cause someone has better tweets. We all saw Rob Delaney bomb on late night. Like he has good tweets, but he's not a good stand up. Like that's the only way I could ever feel like infringed upon that way. Yeah. I mean, like I can get that. I like, don't, I'm not like a hater. <laughs> like the rest <laughs> of the comics. I don't care if somebody gets um, a job from Twitter. Like that, that actually makes sense to me. That it, that does actually make sense. Oh you know, no, like, totally. The, even the Instagram people is just like, I mean, stand up is dead. You know, like there's, 100%. There's, it's all about writing now. Um, and if you're on Twitter, that means, I mean, hopefully that means that you know how to write and you're not just like, you know, you know, actually, yeah, I'm with you on that ob- stupid observation. <laughs> like, you know, like, Oh man, they say, they say like, you know, th- there comes like, I feel like every couple of weeks we see like the same tweet over and over again. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's but, that's a very 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 stark reality about uh the cyclical nature of this fucking crazy ass year is like the thing happens and then there's the outrage and ever the, the same points are brought up and they're all va- like you know when you're talking about like you know comedy twitter and comedy whatever like they're the points are always valid and they're the, but they're the same and we just i keep seeing the same things over and over but i don't see anything changing in the world and like i know that like you know you have to do more than just tweet about shit to change shit but like it is kind of dri- it does kind of drive you insane if you stay glued into that shit for too long, which is why I like play video games for excessive m- amounts of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I definitely have to like log out every once in a while. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about. <laughs> I've been dealing with this. You know, I've definitely been going through an existential crisis. Right, during- right. Last time during- I saw you, you hinted at that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, being trapped in my house for six months hasn't uh, helped. Uh, it, it hasn't yeah. helped. It hasn't helped your mental health. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I, I feel a lot of personal responsibility to help this world get better. Totally. Um, it's and I know it's crazy to think of things like that way, but I don't know. Like I remember, I just remember being a kid and them telling us that you know things would get better or that we would be the ones to change it. Right. And now I'm like an adult. <laughs> like, right. I, like I'm the one supposed to be having kids right now, and nothing has changed. Everything's worse somehow. Right. <laughs> Some, somehow we've spiraled down even further from where we started when we thought that eventually we'll be the people that make this better. And yeah, and like the, there seems to be no urgency on the people that are older than us. The the parents, they let it get to this and they think it's fine. So it's just like, I, I feel like a personal responsibility to be like, no, this is not fine. And because right. we're going to continue down the same path. And this is, this is not, exce- why would, this is, this is so cruel to bring a kid into this world right now. Right. It's, it's, it's incredibly just, cruel. It's like the thing you were saying is like, like the thing of like, yes, you set us down this path for sure. And then when we, you know, the children of the future now, you know, in our thirties and shit are like, Hey, we actually have uh, some ideas about how to fix that. They're like, well, that can't work. Cause we've never experienced that before. So we're going to shoot that idea down. Like we just, we can't defund the police. That's never happened before. What, what's going to, no, we don't like change. So it's like, we're supposed to change the world, but they're actively stopping us from changing it. <laughs> Yeah, give us the keys, old people. We're ready, <laughs> yeah. man. We've been driving for a minute now. We're ready. Yeah. Don't be the old person that waits until after they run through a farmer's market in their car <laughs> yeah. to give up driving. Like, maybe we know that it's time. <laughs> yeah, we Fuck. don't need mass casualties to, like, figure out it's time for grandma to give us the damn keys. <laughs> and, and then, not, and then like, we have this fucking year where we have the mass casualties and they're still like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing this right. Well, <laughs> I feel like we should. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking bleak holy shit yeah. we really lived up to the name of the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like this was what sucks is like you know I, there's no happiness in my life right now like <laughs> this, this is pretty much all my interviews right about now all my like podcasts is like me being like yeah life is bleak this is oh, the end yeah. <laughs> I, one of my recurring bits has been on this show has just been like remember when this was a comedy podcast because my intros are always just me yelling about the news and then like you know <laughs> <laughs> with my guests, we sometimes have fun and, and talk frivolously and we're having a great time here. But it's also like there's that undercurrent of, hey, uh, <laughs> everything's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's like I the can't... art I always say, right? It's like, yeah. you no, know, like you can't like it's great. We have this time to do this shit. But like, you know, 
this is gonna be some like gloomy ass art. Like this is this is not gonna this is gonna be like some Russian shit, some Russian <laughs> gothic. Yep. I don't know some a lot of buildings. I don't know. That's, <laughs> what, that's, that's, what I, that's what I see when I do comedy now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, ain't, ain't nobody writing <laughs> the best the best fucking new uh, heartfelt rom com in quarantine. No one's putting that on paper right You're now. You're a sociopath if you are. You're an <laughs> sociopath. A hundred percent. It's like, all right, so the elevator pitch is it's kind of like Sleepless in Seattle meets the end times. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Oh, God. Yeah. And yeah, like just just the, the the vibe and like and like I can't like I can't I can't just talk like I try to like do the intro now that I'm hosting the show by myself and stuff like I do the intros is like. Hey, here's what's going on in my life. And usually that's like, I got a funny story. Like from before quarantine, it's like, I got a funny story about a mic or a show or a, a wacky person at a coffee shop. And now it's just like, ah, oh, did you read the news? Of course you read the news. Everything's like, it's just, it's just the tone has shifted so dramatically. But, I, you know, that's why they're I the mean, quarantine at cookies. At least you're like, at least your, your podcast started off as fun. Like, you know, I don't know if you, we started, me, me and Ryan O'Toole started a podcast about the news. Literally Wait, really? the worst time. Yes. Oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah, know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called Podpaganda. Yeah. We just, we talk about the news every week and we've been doing it for like, we've been doing it for a while, but I think we put out our first episode like a month or so ago. Oh no. And it's just been. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be a comedy podcast <laughs> you're like that was a, whoop, so a real whoops sad. situation yeah, yeah. yeah it is so sad um so hopefully i don't know i don't even know what i expect of it like i, <laughs> I want like news to get less sad i guess maybe um, what was that fucking guy uh from the office who started that like happy news youtube thing uh, and then sold it to like a big company and it's like here's a story about a squirrel on jet skis or whatever like it's like you know just feel good shit and like i found that very disgusting for some reason <laughs> like like somebody like going out of their way to like not do like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm torn to because ignore, at one point and to ignore important stories like you yeah. have the luxury and being like, I don't want to I don't want to know about people dying. You know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Let's, let's see this dog eat ice cream. You know, like, no, dude. Like, <laughs> And I mean, it's like it's 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 very much the head in the sand, like white, even liberal, like white liberal like thing about that stuff where, you know, people go, oh, of course, you know, I don't think anyone should get murdered by the police. But like what I mean, what we don't really know. You know, it's just too much. It's too much. It's too much. And I don't really want to think about that. And so like, you know, I'm going to go over here and, and do that. And for, like what I was thinking earlier is like, I get that. I understand that people need a fucking break. I, I play fucking dumbass video games. I'm playing Mario 64 right now. Like whatever. Like I need to take a break from it too. But then to like put out content that's specifically like almost designed to distract you from the outrage you should feel uh, that that's a little suspect to me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, god <laughs> that was the best fucking sound drop <laughs> um, yeah uh, I guess it's you know um, I feel like that's what people have been doing this entire time you know yeah. it's either it's either good stories or fair mm -hmm. um, and I think we're, we're moving beyond the fair point right now Yeah, and we're like we're going towards progress or action and i think um i think that makes people more uncomfortable than people. right because it's becoming more of a reality maybe yeah um, i feel that i feel that but yeah i just like watch i'd love to i don't know i'm just like really interested in how how things connect and you know how things work and i i've, I've just always been into that and you know just i've just been watching all these news um the way the media covers the news and they do it to make you freak out like they oh 100 yeah and i i'm just like i'm i'm i guess i'm like more understanding than like i, I guess a lot of people my age <laughs> but you know like i i get why um you can see why um there's like so much fear right yeah like to an extent like not <laughs> yeah. like no i i think i think i know what you're you're saying or getting at because it's like a thing of like there's people that are definitely manipulated by the news into maybe 
having a mindset that is based on kind of a lie or like a fabrication of what's actually happening. And that's like, some people have no patience for even that. And I'm like, no, they're like victims of a manipulative system. That doesn't make them intrinsically bad people. They think this way because everything in their life is telling them to think this way. Um, I mean, obviously we draw the line at actual racists and motherfucking bootlickers and terrible people, but like, there's a big chunk of this country. That's like, I don't know. I heard a guy on Fox news say the liberals want no cops and they want anarchy and that Antifa is going to come for me specifically. And I don't want that. And it's kind of like, Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. If I was, if that's what I was being told. And I mean, it is kind of what we're being told. We're getting it, getting told it on a different spectrum. Um, I guess to us, it's more believable, but like, <laughs> and they could be viewing it at the, as the same way, you know, where, you know, we're, we're concerned that, you know, someone with a, a blue lives matter flag, like, you know, running right. to us. Um, but I'm sure like most people aren't doing that. Like they're passionate, yeah. but they're not like, you know, murderous. <laughs> yeah. Most people, it is true, Curcia. Most people aren't killing people on a regular basis. <laughs> no, I'm going to throw this that. out there. I'm going <laughs> to quote me on this. Um, but, uh, Feel free to call me a radical. <laughs> but most people aren't murderous. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think I think it's just the and then the friction comes when these two groups of people meet like us, you know, uh, you know, quote unquote us, like the leftists, like angry young people who uh, in our own way can be very knee jerk reaction to calling people flat out racists who maybe just like don't get the full weight of some of the stuff we're talking about and like being like, oh, well, you you support your uncle who's a cop. So you have to be. Uh, a huge piece of shit as opposed to like you're somebody who could definitely like stand to learn some more things and read some more sources and stuff but instead all we do is just yell at each other and nothing we're never gonna like mend that fucking bridge you know yeah i just um it's always everything about me is the goal and yeah i mean like to a point like i'm i won't ever like um uh you know mess with my morality in order to accomplish a goal right but um i don't need to always be right in order to get my goal and i think that's sort of like where um a lot of people are at where they're just like i know i'm right Uh you should be here with me yes being like okay had i been in this situation why would i find it hard to believe what i'm saying right 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 yeah it's a thing of like it's a thing of like people argue to win arguments not to share actually share ideas or in a way so you don't you're not there to change minds um right you want to you want to be correct and then screenshot it and post it on your wall later be like look how i fucking dunked on this probably racist bootlicker or like the flip side because everyone does it you know both sides absolutely do it uh yeah that's that's very true that's very yeah true. And I, I always think about like and i you know um i've i was definitely raised with some wrong information absolutely oh me and too it, yeah yeah and it was purely like through the ex- you know, I had experiences that not a lot of people can get of like traveling this country and traveling this world. And, um, you know, I got to be in different neighborhoods of different classes and all, and I saw all, all the, the interactions and, you know, that, that helped me shape my opinions on everything. And if, if you're older, there's a, there's a like a pretty much a hundred percent chance that did not occur. Um, <laughs> Out of circumstance or, or possibility and everything, like whatever the reason is. Laws, yeah. laws. You know, yeah. like, oh, oh, sure, sure, you know, sure. Yeah. Segregation, yeah. you know, like things like that, you know. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. I drop one of these obscure historical facts. You, you know. I'm just a history buff. Curzia <laughs> Steele dropping big truth bombs on Bleak and Review. Most people don't murder and segregation was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, no, 100%. No, I, I actually get that because I've been, I don't know if you've been watching Lovecraft Country um, at all. Uh, you know, whatever the opinion on the show is, like, that's a big component of it is like, you know, the, the, the travel guide for where you can go, where it's safe to exist in the 50s and the 60s and stuff. Like, 100%. Yeah, a lot of people definitely missed out on a lot of experiences because of that. <laughs> Didn't I mean, interact with certain cultures for sure. That, I mean, like, but I, w- I was also thinking about like, the, there's definitely still places in this country I would never travel alone. Oh, no, for sure. And it's insane because, like, I've traveled Europe and, you know, Japan. I've been to Thailand by myself. I mean, like, you know, I, I go to all these random places where I don't know anyone. I don't know the language. I don't 
I don't, um, there's no one that looks like me and I feel safer than like, you know, I would never just go to South Dakota by myself. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a fucking crazy thing that like, and that's one of the the main points that like one of the big, like, you know, talking about how everything connects points that like the thing that a lot of people don't want to admit is that America still is fundamentally like intrinsically ingrained in its blood fucking a white supremacist nation and like yeah we've weeded a lot of it out but it's not dead and it hasn't been dead as i as i put it it's what i think the way i framed it is uh the confederacy switched from an on-camera role to being in the writer's room of america if that makes sense and but people don't want to acknowledge that Hollywood, so (laughs) hire me (laughs) but like a lot of people like you know people in my family don't like that idea is too radical for them. They treat it like it's a conspiracy theory. Like, oh, there's not actually that many white supremacists. I'm like, there kind of are, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's so weird. Ah, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like everyone's always like, it's a surprise. I'm just like, were you? Were we not in the same school? Like, right? were, I don't like. We had we had like assemblies in Jersey where <laughs> like they would show us a kkk map like they would show us like and yeah and they'd be like don't go pretty much like i i could only like stay like 20 miles within my radius like there was just so much kkk in new jersey wow in new jersey like like, yeah that's fucking wild that's yeah and you know what to your point like honestly i think maybe some people i didn't have that class in school in sacramento (laughs) i would say so i i think Wait, oh, I'm starting to realize there were only black people in this class. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, in my high school, that had maybe five black people total at my high school. So, yeah, I guess they didn't do the KKK chunk very much in rural Sacramento <laughs> with all these 4-H kids and shit. Oh, yeah. No, that's that. I guess I guess that is. I mean, we just figured you, we asked you asked the question and we answered it. We definitely went to different schools with different <laughs> curricula, different curriculum. Well, you had five. What I'm like, Jersey is very black i know like you guys have probably seen movies and don't believe that <laughs> like jersey there's a very large black population along with there being a lot of italians there's a large b- black population right um so but they didn't get a tv show so nobody's aware of that yeah so um it's just weird you know oh well, i guess it, it makes more sense like it's like the south right there's more likely to be kkk there yeah because, because there's black people but, um, right, right, you know, yeah. So. That's wow. the thing. I'm, I'm is genuinely. Is this what you wanted to talk about today? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think this is. This what is... I was talking. This is like I'm just so sad. No, Kurzia, <laughs> this is par for the course for this, and it's fucking. I I've learned a little bit. I think other people will too. I think this is great. <laughs> like people know that's why these are notated as the quarantine quickies and not regularly scheduled episodes because the vibe is different. We got a different theme song and everything. (laughs) Um, But like, that's, you know, going back to that, what you said is actually very, I didn't, I'm trying to think if what was even covered about the KKK in my like high school education. And then I definitely like, you know, in college learned, you know, got more details on it because that was like actual education instead of just like, tired fucking underpaid teachers you know uh where like i'm like i'm genuinely think they were like brought up as like an aside of like oh yeah and then around this time there were some people in hoods and they were kind of mean uh but anyway let's go back to all the cool shit white people did like it, they didn't talk about it. i feel like i can't remember that but you know it was also like fucking what 15 years ago so who gives a shit but <laughs> or maybe like shit shit just hit different like they're yeah. just like like I just remember all those things. I never I I remember redlining. Like I was like I right. never heard of redline. Like no, <laughs> like we definitely we talked about it from like third to eighth grade. Like you right. know like um it's just like maybe it wasn't important to you. Well, maybe I mean, because, <laughs> maybe, like like maybe because it wasn't about you guys. No, it, it, absolutely, it was. It's that, and and I think also like the people like every like i said like everybody at the school is white like nobody was kicking and screaming to have a more racially inclusive fucking lesson plan like everyone was just like oh this is co-. like we're fine with this and the parents don't give a shit and like i said i grew up with some fucking dumb shit in my head too like you know some problematic stuff that i've since weaned out of my system but like yeah no one's making a fuss about it so they don't fucking change it and we got textbooks from like 1960 
nine or whatever. I don't even know when. You're but from the capital of California. I'm from outside the capital of California, and also the capital city itself is really fucked up too. <laughs> but that's what like this is supposed to be the most a liberal place in the country, right? And you're in the our- cap. You're in the capital <laughs> of the most liberal place, and you're like, oh yeah, I never. Oh, what's slavery? Never heard of it. That's weird. Like, <laughs> like, is that not like what do you think's going on in Texas and South oh, Carolina? God. I can't even imagine. I mean, Jesus. I know. I know what's going on in North Carolina because I visited there because my brother lives there and he lives out in the boonies a little bit. So I kind of got a vibe for that energy too. But like, yeah, I grew up in a place where. A lot of dudes in high school will be driving around pickup trucks with Confederate flags on the back, bumping Lil Wayne, like a very confusing, very confusing fucking vibe. Wait, what? Why do you have a Confederate flag in California? I'm, shit. I don't know. It's they, I guess they like the aesthetic. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're all, you know. What was their stake in the Confederacy? Am I, am, or am, I, am I not thinking about, like, Cali, Cali wasn't involved, was it? No, not at all. Yeah, it's it literally was- just, it's just the mentality of, like, we like the South and what they stood for. It's all it can be. Racism. Racism, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Racism, but also, like, the Dukes of Hazard made it fun, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Uh, and also, like, just to add a little more context to this. Uh, a couple, like a month or two ago, I found out somebody I went to high school with was recently arrested for uh, starting a neo-Nazi organization in my hometown. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's everywhere. And that's, like, I thought that once it happened in my hometown, people from my hometown who are fucking real, real, like, oh, nothing's wrong. America's just as good as it always was about it. I would be like, hopefully that would open your eyes a little bit. But they're like, no, nah, it was a bad apple <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, man, I don't. Uh, yeah so i don't what would how do we fix that like like, i just don't i just don't understand that like i i don't understand why they think quality is so bad i just i i can't figure it out i used to think like I had the mindset that a lot of people I know share, which is like, oh, once all these old racist people die out, then it's going to be fine because younger can only mean better. And we're finding out that that is not the case. Like it's still like we're like Ben Shapiro types and like all that. Like we're still it's still around and it's still like in people in their 20s and 30s have all this hate in their heart for whatever reason. And so it's not a generational thing. I know I that feel like it's <laughs> even worse for our generation because they don't realize that it's it's like you said that they're they're bumping little Wayne and they have a flag right. that <laughs> represents you know um the 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 chaining of black people right with that that flags but like but you love rap music like yeah it's how do you exist as a person with those two things warring inside your head <laughs> yeah like i guess they know, don't like, think about it right yeah like i can't i can't hate white people and listen to MGMT. Like, you know, you can't, you can't do, it's very hard, like, for black people to do that. You, you can't be like, you can't like be like. MGMT or you like, like, or you like white people. Like that's. You can't be like, you can't be like, yo, kill whitey, but I love Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I get, I get that. Like, and that, I used, that's like one of my first stand up bits I ever wrote was about that. Cause it was always very strange to me from, uh, you know, from my age of becoming a reasonable and vaguely enlightened person who could see through that shit. I'm just like, wait, how did, how did you, how did you manage? Like you're, you're out here listening. Like you love fucking like 50 cent and Lil Wayne and all like the early two thousands mainstays. But like you're still like screaming the n-word at me as a beer pong psych out when I'm 16. Uh, that's weird. That's a weird person to grow up around. Yeah, those are. Um, I think it's very dangerous for people to like interact with a culture where they can't. Um, they don't know any people of that culture. I think sure. that's. I think that's the worst thing that can occur is that you you decide in your head what you assume a culture is. Right. Um, and also it's even if like, you know, like you said, there was probably like four black kids in your class and even yeah. if they probably had white friends and like, sure. Yeah. Um, they're probably not going to be the ones to like, you know, stand up in their, their yeah. group. <laughs> in oh, 100%. A hundred percent. Yeah. So they probably, they weren't, they weren't starting like a black student alliance with all five of them. Like <laughs> yeah, they didn't do that yeah. for sure. So like, you know, when problematic stuff comes up, you know, and you're outnumbered 
<laughs> you're not going to say anything. Right. At least, like, or depending. I would say something because that's just who I am. I grew up in Queens yeah. and nobody's going to disrespect me. Yeah. That's classic um, Kersia. That's classic Kersia. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, but like, I moved, when I moved to the suburbs and I met um, some, and, like, I, I do come from a town that is, like, 25% Black. But when it came to, like, honors classes, I was, it was me and maybe one other Black girl. Right, and, right. And that one other black girl had been isolated for so long around all these white people oh, that they sure. would say, and you know, it's kids. So they say reckless shit and she'd allow them to say it. Uh-huh. And then I come there and I'd be like, no, you ain't saying that shit in front of me. Like I, I've punched, I've punched people. And yes. like, she, and he, like, like, like I punched people. I've punched money people in the stomach. I punched many <laughs> men in the stomach for trying to get disrespectful towards me or he's trying to say the N word around me. Like, no, even if it was like, you know, like, some like on some music shit. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm just quoting my favorite Richard Pryor. Bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't give. I don't give a fuck. It's no, not, that's you, fucking valid. Yeah, you're not gonna do that in front of me. But she allowed that to occur. But so what I'm saying is, had like someone like me not come along, all those white kids would probably go around thinking that it, they can go and say reckless shit to black people and nothing will happen. Right. Because they they had they had the majority the entire time, and they were like, if if there was a problem, she would have complained. And it's like, right. no, she had no power to complain. She also probably didn't even know that she was allowed to feel this way. Yeah, exactly. You know? It was just, this is commonplace. This is how people treat me. And that's yeah. the, what I've always known. So why would it be any different? Yeah. Um, once again, I'm so sorry. This is sad. No, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Persia, this is, this is a really good episode. I'm really happy with it. Stop, stop doubting yourself. <laughs> Uh, I will say that I, 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 of course, you know, I'm obviously an aggressively cis het white man and I can't relate to that at all, but I do understand at least the lane that that's in because I, you know, I'm in my bubble here on the coast and shit. And I, I, most of my friends, I would say the 99% are all liberal leftists, like people that are against racism and the police and everything. But like, I remember visiting my brother in North Carolina and we were at like a little cookout thing with some of his coworkers and they're all like. A lot of them were very, uh, very hardcore conservative. Fuck Hillary was the vibe at the time. Uh, Shillery, you know, all that bullshit. And I am very outspoken when I'm in L.A., but as the only liberal there, I didn't say a goddamn thing. Uh, so I kind of get it to that extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're like going to go home and be like, all these snowflakes don't say shit, you know? Right, yeah. Or like, they, not uh, even know that I felt that. Or yeah, like, not even yeah. know that I was about that life because yeah. I didn't even make myself known to them. Like, it was just a thing of like, oh, this is our secret now. <laughs> but anyway, before we go in for the close here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just I was just curious because I know um, yesterday you went to the uh, protest for Breonna Taylor's indict uh, the indictment of her killers, which was uh, not a favorable result. I already yelled about it in the intro of this episode a lot, but I just wanted to ask uh, how that experience was. Uh, was it was it a good good turnout, good time? I mean, relatively. <laughs> well, um, it was weird. So the whole thing about Black Lives Matter, right? There's no formal leader, right? Because America tends to murder. Um, leaders they don't care about. Yeah, like, yeah, we sure had a few mis- of those. They, mis- they mysteriously die. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Um, Leader, leaders tend to go <laughs> away. Yeah, especially black liberation leaders. Yep. yep, yep. Um, so there's no, I don't, there's no like formal, formal leadership for Black Lives Matter. Um, like protest. So you have to like search, <laughs> like you know, you have to like, like you know search around for oh sure so i finally yeah. like, I, I got i figured out where the protest is and this time it was like at union station so like i guess across from the i guess there's like a a, a police station right there yeah um, yeah um but there's no parking there's there's literally oh. no parking parking at, un- par- parking at union <laughs> is a fucking nightmare i know that <laughs> So, like, this is my one problem with, like, a leaderless protest is, like... Get a carpool system going or... Like, choose an area (laughs) where people can park. This is L.A. Right, 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 right. Every every other place that I've like pro- I've been I protested in Boston, you know I protested it protested in New York. They choose central areas that are that's it's easy transportation wise for everyone to get there. Right. Um. So uh, and still has like good visibility and is somewhere where there's a lot of foot traffic and or car traffic. So there's a lot of visibility to the thing you're doing, but also 
not so difficult to reach that you dissuade people from wanting to <laughs> fucking march in solidarity. Yeah. So I circled for, an, so I got there early. Oh, no. I got there. I got there. At, it's like, it was like at a park or whatever. And like, I got there and it was just like a bunch of news cameras. Like every single parking spot was taken by like news cameras. Oh, wow. That seems like a fucking tactical move from the yeah. media. <laughs> So I just circled for an hour um, and then finally like an hour after an hour of circling, I drove back to the exact area where like all the media had parked and they were all gone. And then like I got out and they were like the protest was gone, which was also weird that the protest only lasted for like an hour. Yeah, that seems weird, especially at a place as big as Union Station and it's like iconic. Like that seems like it should be. Like one of them all day deals. Yeah. So it was that. It was just like so. Yesterday was an unsuccessful protest, which has happened a few times. Oh yeah, um, I get that. I, I get that. I've uh, tried to protest out here. The ones is, that I've gone to have been in like North Hollywood, which are like, and there's like tons of parking. So it's been great, but I can like, and people are always like, you go into the downtown one and that's literally, or like the Hollywood one. And that's literally the thing that's deterred me from doing it in the past was like, oh, but I either have to take an expensive ass lift there or fucking circle like you did and miss the whole goddamn protest looking for parking. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm there frustrated. Like I'm going to protest because I'm frustrated. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, there I, I was fucking <laughs> circling. For yeah, I'm was, like, I'm a black woman. I'm supposed to be there. Uh, I was literally give thinking me that. a goddamn spot. I was literally thinking that as you were explaining, I was like, I can't imagine what circle of hell that would be to be a black woman not being able to find parking the day after a black woman's murderers are set free with one count of fucking wanton endangerment. Uh, yeah, that's fucking, ooh, <laughs> it's that's like, crazy. it was just like the perfect, like representation of America. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like the metaphors, like God. It's <laughs> killing it with the metaphors. It's like a black woman couldn't make it to the protest supporting her people because the white media was there to make money off of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so it, it was like vulturey. Like oh, I'm amount, sure. The amount of like media that was out there. Like they were like expecting something, you know what I'm saying? Like Totally. They were like hoping like like all the fucking people that, you know, profit off this kind of shit or or use it to spin their agendas. They were just like Oh man, if I, someone might throw a brick or something. I got to be around for this because yeah, if it yeah. that's that's the real fucking money maker gonna, right there. I'm gonna get a Pulitzer on this. Uh, on I'm this gonna get person. a Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah, sure. That person's probably gonna go to jail for the rest of their life, but <laughs> right. <laughs> mommy, I'm on time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which brings us to this week's sponsor, uh, the Bail Project. Everybody, <laughs> go yeah. donate to the Bail Project. Get protesters out of prison for simply standing on streets holding signs and getting their asses beaten thrown in jail please donate to the bail project um and i guess that is good. Like right now it was like oh um the collect call from <laughs> Yo, i would have been so impressed with the audio quality of that prison <laughs> like i didn't hear nothing in the background you gotta oh i guess they got you in isolation oh yeah. shit <laughs> Uh, but this is a nice way to segue into because we're about at the end of our thing here. I mean, obviously, there's not much to promote in these times, but obviously, this episode's coming out tomorrow, the 25th of September. Uh, Kersia, where can people find you? What can they check out? What are you? Uh, what do you? What do you want people to look at? Um, definitely check out my news podcast with Ryan O'Toole. Um, it's called uh, Podpaganda. It's a uh, weekly. Um, we go. We like sift through all the news for the week and find the things that are important for like millennials and Gen Z. And we give it like, you know, like a pretty thorough analysis. Um, uh, I wouldn't say that we're like leaning anywhere, but like <laughs> we're definitely a more on the liberal side. Totally. Um, oh yeah. I, I would imagine. I, I, I consider myself a moderate actually. I just think that, you know, I think that what we consider liberal or moderate, it's kind of messed up, but whatever. Let's not get into that. Um, no, it's too, too many, too many words. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a great news podcast. We try to keep you informed. You try to, you know, tell you things to watch out for. Um, and we'd love for you to check it out. It's pretty sad right now, but like I said, yeah. the news is pretty sad. Um, we so, hope to make it a little funnier at some so, point. So if listener, if you like this show, you'll probably like Curseus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk about important things that, you know, 
that shit that just comes up in my head. I'm always contemplating life and that. No, you shit. are. That's why this episode <laughs> fucking turned out great. We totally went in a direction that I wasn't anticipating when I was here for the ride. I'm so sorry. No, stop Anyways. apologizing. Stop apologizing to a white man on a podcast right now. I don't like this look. Yeah, he <laughs> but just I will kept say- asking me to apologize. That's what I'll tell people. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, but um uh yeah our social media though for her propaganda is propaganda pod because uh you know how social media works i'll i'll link i'll link to it in the episode description too so uh, people can go uh find the at there and click on that and i just wanted to say to, to bleak and review longtime fans uh ryan o'toole the aforementioned co-host of this show a uh, longtime uh contributor to this show always on he's been on bleak and review since the beginning and if you like his character trent larson you probably like him and you will also like this podcast because you already like kersia and you also know now that you like ryan so win-win <laughs> yeah he's uh he's pretty cool <laughs> He's all, yeah, he's all right. I'm not, not a huge fan. We do a show together, but yeah. not a big fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter. That's where, like I said, where I'm normally at nowadays. Uh, it's Crazy as Steel on Twitter. And I'm on Insta. Um, I don't really post that much, but I am cute. So uh, it <laughs> you is. You want to la- look at old cute pics. <laughs> it's Ladyoff um, underscore Steel, S T W E L E. Boom. Couldn't be simpler, folks. Go follow Kersia. She's the best. Uh, as for my bullshit, um, hey, at KB Anderson, yo, and all the things, at Bleak Pod to follow this show. Hey, if you haven't yet, go over to patreon.com slash bleak and review and check out um, episode two or episode three, technically, of the new One and a Half Men show with me and Hollis Black, where we review horrorcore hip hop, specifically Jedi Mind Tricks. Uh, what a oh. what a dive that was! Wow. What, a, what a dive How that was! How dare you promote <laughs> that with me on this? Hey, we're not we're not sitting there. We're not sitting here going, "Hey, this is great, and it's my favorite music." I can tell you that. <laughs> To give you an idea of what this show is, Kersia, next week uh, we'll be reviewing a anime called Food Wars where uh, people – this chef makes food so good that everyone gets all hentai, erotic, and fucks each other. And it's probably going to be a nightmare. Uh, so we, we review insane things is basically the premise. Uh, $5 a month gets you access to all those episodes, everybody. Go do it. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Bleak and Review. And that's all I want to plug. Kersia, thank you so much for being here. This was a blast. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Let's have it very solemn, serious ending. <laughs> All right. <Okay. laughs> next, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Yeah.